259 players were drafted in the 2023 NFL Draft. Now, some of these guys are obvious fantasy targets like top 10 running back Bijan Robinson. But there are some key players that are flying under the radar in fantasy drafts right now. And in this video, we'll uncover the seven must-have rookies you need to draft in 2023. And it begins with the Packers' second-round pick, wide receiver Jaden Reed, who is the best rookie value right now. And the reasoning is pretty straightforward. Jaden Reed, as you can see right here, goes as the wide receiver 74 in drafts right now. That is round 15. Guys that go ahead of him, Wondell Robinson coming off of an injury, Josh Downs, who is a slot receiver taken in the fifth round by the Colts, probably the wide receiver five on his team, not a starter. You can keep going here. It's a bunch of wide receiver threes. Donovan Peoples-Jones might be a wide receiver four on his own team. And this is a mistake because Reed is going to start immediately for Green Bay. The dude can play all three wide receiver positions, the downfield option, the slot receiver, and the exchange mover dominant wide receiver, which makes him the most versatile wide receiver on the Packers already. Out of all these guys, yes, Christian Watson is great, but of all these guys, versatility, playing all three positions, it's Reed, and that's not all. Because he also has a strong production profile to back up this versatility. Reed earned 25% of his team's targets in college and earned 39% of his team's touchdowns. He also has experience as a special team returner. All of this correlates to a talented receiver with future NFL success, and he closely compares to Christian Kirk. All right, then there's a running back value that you need to have on your radar. It's Tank Bigsby, a third round pick from Jacksonville. He currently goes as the RB53 as a younger running back out of the draft with solid speed and size. I would rather have him over Jeff Wilson, who might be the running back three on his team right now, over Chase Brown, who I think is a good prospect, but I think Bigsby has a better chance for opportunity. And a lot of this has to do with the fact that he's already the RB2 behind Travis Etienne, because this is the current depth chart for the Jacksonville Jaguars. We have a guy in Jermichael Hasty behind him, who was one of the most inefficient running backs in the NFL last year, 63rd in running back efficiency, averaging just 3.7 yards per carry. Then there's new acquisition in Dearness Johnson. He had success in the past a couple of games for the Cleveland Browns. But if we're being serious here, he was signed to just a one-year deal worth $1.2 million. They have no real commitment financially to him compared to a third-round pick in Tank Bigsby. And these guys also don't have the same production profile in college as Bigsby, who was dominant in the SEC. As you can see from his player profiler game logs, over his last two years in college, he averaged over a thousand rushing yards per year, 10 touchdowns in each of those games. And the big thing came in 2022. And that big thing was receptions, the running back cheat code. He had 30 catches, 43% more than his previous career high. And this is where he can make an immediate impact for the Jaguars, who didn't trust Travis Etienne in the receiving game just a year ago. And that sounds kind of crazy to say this as Etienne had almost 50 catches his final year of college but last year he ranked just 22nd in running back targets and even more telling on how the Jaguars felt about him he ranked just 27th I love this stat by player profiler in route participation what does that mean it means how much he was actually out there running around how much they trusted him instead they trusted James Robinson when he was on the Jaguars and then they trusted Jermichael Hasty more than Etienne and now you enter Bigsby who's easily a top five pass catching running back in this draft class and he is going to be a strong value in round 15 for you. Now let's discuss wide receiver Trey Palmer out in Nebraska. Look, he was just a six round pick, but he actually has a real chance to start for Tampa. First off, according to the player profile workout metrics, he has elite speed. His 40 time at 4.33 was the fastest in this class. And Palmer was dominant in college at Nebraska. He had a 46% college dominator. That's 46% of the team's offensive production. And now he gives the Bucks something they don't have, a big field stretcher. Because this is the Bucks' current wide receiver depth chart. Just six receivers on there. 
obviously Evans and Goblin they're gonna start this year but after that you don't have to worry about Geiger or Devin Tompkins it really just comes down to Russell Gage and Trey Palmer and Gage who enters his age 27 season wasn't great last year he was 80th in wide receiver efficiency his yards per route run despite having the fourth most accurate target so the targets were on route that means that he was led to actually get more yards after the catch and do something with it he just wasn't efficient at all and this is exactly where Trey Palmer can thrive and earn his starting spot in camp and Palmer currently goes to the wide receiver 154 in drafts in round 18 he's a value you have Diami Brown not a starter for the commanders Samori Tori not a starter for the Packers so yes this is a great spot to take Palmer and another wide receiver is taken in a similar spot of drafts right now basically at the end of them are undrafted often and it's another Packers receiver and I'm really interested in Dontavious Wicks taken by the Packers in the fifth round because at 6'1 and 212 pounds he's immediately the biggest wide receiver on the Packers and here's some more good news despite being a fifth round pick the Packers are known for giving their wide receivers whether they're seventh rounders fourth rounders fifth rounders like Wicks opportunity and you can look no further than last year with Romeo Dobbs who was a late fourth round pick the 27th pick in the fourth round basically a fifth round pick and despite not having the best draft capital Dobbs goes out there and earns 5.2 targets per game at this time with Aaron Rodgers so it shows that these rookies can actually win a significant role in camp if their talent says so now here's what you should know specifically about Wicks in his college career and the type of player that he is Wicks broke out in 2021 at just 19 years old earning 1203 yards and nine touchdowns for Virginia and he ended college with a career yards perception of 17.7 which is top five in this class and Wicks opportunity for targets and even a starting role isn't all that difficult really it's Romeo Dobbs who yeah he earned five targets per game last year but he was 59th in wide receiver efficiency then there's Bo Melton entering his second year zero offensive snaps last year in the NFL I do think Jaden Reed and obviously Christian Watson start over him but then the final guy that he's going to compete with Samori Torrey as of right now who has just five career NFL receptions so there's kind of a wide open door here for a guy who's not even being looked at in drafts so much so that he's more often going undrafted than actually being taken even though he's next to guys like Scotty Miller for Atlanta who's probably their wide receiver four or five I'll take the upside on the rookie in Wicks now I'll also take the major upside on this next running back maybe the most upside out of any RB not taken in the first round of the draft in Kendra Miller Miller was taken in the third round by the Saints and this is significant because it's likely that Alvin Kamara is going to be suspended because Kamara was charged with a felony in February Nevada grand jury indicted Kamara and three other men last month on charges of a felony battery charge and this ended up happening because Kamara got in a bar fight he chased the guy down he got even more in a physical altercation this was all caught on camera him admitting to it was caught on camera allegedly so all of this is not good news for Kamara but it does mean that Miller will see immediate playing time because the third rounder has solid size at 215 pounds and he's a productive player earning over 1500 yards last year now there is one player standing in his way if Kamara was to get suspended and that is Jamal Williams who yes Williams did lead the NFL in touchdowns last year but it's not like he was doing anything special he just had a ton of goal line and legit one yard carries for touchdowns look at his efficiency here 54th in true yards per carry that's his rushing 50th when you factor in his receiving ability none of that is great and this is where Miller can take advantage so consider the third round rookie in round 12 right now he goes around some other guys like Jarek McKinnon who's not a starter for Kansas City Roshan Johnson who's going to be in a three-headed backfield for Chicago Tyler Algier a clear backup behind Bijan Robinson Miller has the most upside in this range to actually start and now this next running back is not going to start right away but he's definitely going to be the surefire handcuff for a stud RB and that is Tajay Spears out of Tulane he landed in the third round with the Tennessee Titans and he's now the immediate backup to Derrick Henry because look the only other running backs here are Jonathan Ward who likely doesn't even make the team Julius Chestnut and undrafted he's athletic but undrafted free agent and then Hassan Haskins who was a rookie last year but during his time in college wasn't even efficient just 27th percentile so bottom 25 percent with 4.9 yards per carry 
wasn't much of a pass catcher just a five percent target share doesn't even hit the top 50 percentile but if you compare this to tajay spears college production oh it's way better than hassan haskins for starters according to player profiler he had a 31 percent college dominator that's top 25 percent all time for a running back so that's great and then last year alone when he factor in his almost 1600 rushing yards 250 receiving yards he had over 1800 total yards while averaging an insane 6.9 yards per carry way better than the 4.9 than Hassan Haskins had this is top 10 percent of all time and a much better target share than Haskins five percent for Haskins 8% for Tajay Spears. Now, there are concerns with Tajay Spears. The first one is that he's not the biggest of running backs, but the second one is pretty significant. And it all started when Ian Rappaport said, okay, Tajay Spears was drafted in the third round, pick number 81. He probably fell because of his knee concerns. And this started to bring up some questions. What are these concerns? It basically means that this injury is bad news. Think Todd Gurley, right? How his knee basically fell apart. He goes from the best running back in fantasy to now being irrelevant in literally a one to two year span. And then points number two and three basically said that the production is going to drop off. The knee is going to wear down easier because he just doesn't have an ACL there. But point number four is the important one for us in this video. Because it states that in the short term, the next one to two years, he's likely going to be fine. And this makes sense. This is something that, similar to Todd Gurley, is going to affect you, Lonzo Ball, and other leagues like the NBA, if you can think about that. It's going to affect you later on three to five years down the road. So for this year, Tajay Spears should be fine as the clear number two running back in Tennessee. And based on where he goes right now, I think he's one of the best handcuffs, definitely in this range in fantasy football. He goes around Chuba Hubbard, a backup to Miles Sanders, still a fine running back. Leonard Fournette, who's a free agent as of this recording. Kenneth Gamble, who might be the running back three in his backfield as of this recording. So I think it makes him a nice value in round 16. Now, before we get to the final rookie, and then I got a bonus player for you as well in this one, I want to let you know about the fantasy blueprint. And I just want to ask you this simple question. Do you want to win your fantasy league? beat your friends take home that fantasy championship well if so the blueprint is for you it will have all the tools and analysis you need to beat your friends and it's simple to get you just click the link in the description below and follow these two easy steps to obtain your fantasy blueprint that's right this is risk-free and 99.9 percent .9 of people didn't reach out last year because they were able to make their fantasy playoffs it will help you not just before the draft and for the draft but even after every single week it will have tools as well so go ahead and get your fantasy blueprint down below and then also make sure you draft the number one rookie receiver this year in jordan addison of the minnesota vikings who currently goes in round seven around guys like dallas goddard tyler lockett and deandre swift look addison landed on the minnesota vikings and he's immediately going to be the wide receiver too behind Justin Jefferson because Minnesota lost Adam Thielen this offseason and as you can see here this leaves Minnesota with 22.3 percent of their targets being vacated meaning they have 107 targets now up for grabs for any other player and that's likely going to be Jordan Addison and the first round rookie in Jordan Addison is dynamic he's known to be arguably and probably is the best route runner in this class and this is what he did in his big 2021 season with Kenny Pickett when he was the best receiver in the country he won that award the Blitnikoff award this is what he was doing in his game logs 202 yard game 179 171 you can see as it goes down here 145 all these games over 100 yards it totals to 100 catches for almost 1600 yards and he now joins an offense that had the third most pass attempts last year and over the last three years ranks top five in pass attempts consider him the best fantasy rookie wide receiver now i have one player for you who's a bonus he's not technically a rookie but he didn't play a single game in his rookie season and this man's name is john mechie who last year was a second round pick for the houston texans out of alabama but just a few months 
months later in July, he was diagnosed with a form of leukemia and did not play the entire season. But luckily, he's recovered and he's back for this year. So here's what you should know. This was a productive player at Alabama. He earned 27% of Alabama's targets during his time there, top 20% of all time, despite being against some of the best defenses in the SEC. And over his final two seasons in 2020 and 2021, he averaged over a thousand yards per year. This is significant because he was playing next to first round picks Jalen Waddell, Devonta Smith, a former Heisman winner, and Jamison Williams during this time. And he was still able to earn targets and produce. That says something. And the good news for Mechie is he now enters a wide receiver room that is not all that challenging. I think Nico Collins is a solid wide receiver, but he's not a clear cut wide receiver one. Robert Wood signed a contract with the Texans, but he's not all that great. Over 30 years old now, not looking good last year. And after that, there's nothing here. There's two rookies in Nathaniel Dell and Xavier Hutchinson. There's Noah Brown, who is a wide receiver three or four at best, mostly a blocking and red zone receiver for the Cowboys in his time. Amari Rogers, a former third round pick, a fourth year senior from Clemson, went to the Packers, didn't do anything. This is not much of a threat for John Mechie, who likely will just start right away as long as he looks decent in training camp. Now, it is worth noting that before he was drafted, he actually tore his ACL in December of 2021, but that was 18 plus months ago. So it's a spot where he should be fully recovered. It's more so how does he look after recovering miraculously from leukemia it leaves a lot of questions to be answered but because of this he goes as the wide receiver 83 in around like 17 of your drafts around guys like Leonard Fournette who's not on the team Mike Gusecki who's probably going to be in a tight end competition with the New England Patriots and Mac Jones of all things so I'll take the upside of John Mechie who might not just start for this team but has a chance to be the wide receiver one or two for CJ Stroud oh yeah that's a quarterback upgrade as well so these are the seven must-have rookies that you should know about in draft for 2023 fantasy football now if you want to see some of the players that you should probably avoid because they lost this past off season well check out this lovely video right here and be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to speed on videos that will help you dominate and smack around your friends in 2023